Welcome, friend, to the Busy Vibrant Mom podcast. Are you struggling to be more productive in your home and be more productive overall? Are you struggling with purposeful parenting? I know why. It's because you are an extroverted stay-at-home mom, and you are putting yourself in a bucket with every other stay-at-home mom out there who is telling you all the ways to be more organized and productive and get more done and be a patient parent. And it's just not working, right? You are empty, unfulfilled, lonely, exhausted, and you don't have the energy that you know is there for you somewhere. I have the answer. Hi, I'm Michelle Bird, and I have been in your fancy shoes, my friend. The answer is to understand that the extroverted stay-at-home mom needs specific solutions that will help fill our bucket so that we can pour from a full cup, so that we can be more productive and purposeful in our parenting. Get ready, reheat that coffee, pop in your earbuds, and come hang out with me. It's time for today's show. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Busy Vibrant Mom podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking with Teresa Harp. This is the second portion of our episode. So if you haven't listened to the first part, go back and jump on in and listen to that episode. It is amazing. So many pieces of gold in there. So listen up and come back and tell me what you think. She was incredible to talk to. So much information about how to save time and how to beat procrastination. So many interesting little tidbits. So jump on in and if you'd like to find Teresa, you can find her at the Time Tamers podcast and also at her website, the timetamers.com. It's T-I-M-E-T-A-M-E-R-S and the in front of it, the time tamers. All right, listen in. Here we go. As a mom, you have tons of things during the day that come up. What about things that come up and you're like, oh yeah, I need to enroll the kids for next year. And oh yeah, I need to go to the grocery store. And oh yeah, all those little thoughts that come in. Do you have a good solution or strategy for kind of putting those together in your day? That's a great question because that's that mental load that we all carry as mothers, right? And those thoughts that come into your head of, things that have to get done and things that you, of course, don't really think about until you can't be doing them, right? Like when you're driving or when you're in the shower or. (laughs) So I have a few strategies, you know, all about a brain dump, right? Like you just sit down and you're going to write down all of the things that are popping into your head, no filter, put them down on a piece of paper. So If you're in a setting where you have the opportunity to be able to do that, then great. Obviously, you can't do that in the shower. You can't do that when you're driving. Sometimes I'll do little hacks that I'll use as a voice memo. I'll use a voice memo on my phone often. So if there's a lot of that stuff floating through my brain, I'll just click voice memo. I can drive. It's hands-free. And I'll just say all the things that I need to do. And I have that there to go back to. And I actually like that one. It's a 
really accessible strategy, but also because of the audio piece of talking it out loud and then being able to hear yourself say it and then listen to it later, it kind of helps with memory and it helps make it a little bit more likely that you're going to remember and follow through on what it is that you're talking about. I also love the notes app on my phone. So if I'm sitting somewhere and I can text, I'll use the notes app and I have different folders and different threads on there for different things. One thing that I somewhat recently discovered about the notes app is that if you're sharing notes with other people, you can share them so that they can edit them too. And so my husband and I will like for grocery lists, I'll have a grocery list going on the notes app and I'll send it to him and I'll say, is there anything you want to add? He can add it. He doesn't even have to send it back. It just automatically populates in the thread on my phone which is wow. Awesome. Yeah. So I love that. And let's see if it's something <laughs> just in general, a general question that I ask, and this works for your question. It also works for other things as well. That comes up with my coaching clients is I'll ask, is it something that you have to do? Like, do I have to do this? Or can you just eliminate that from your brain space? Because maybe it's something that you think you have to do, but you actually don't. You're just making more work for yourself. Or maybe it's something you can delegate or automate or something like that. Keeping that in mind as we're, what as we have an example things. of that, something you yeah. don't necessarily need to think about. Sometimes with my kids. It's often stuff like with my kids. I'm like, oh, with clothing. I'm like, this came up. <laughs> this came up this morning. This is horrible. I sent my daughter to school. We had to scotch tape her shoes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> she had like broken the strap. And this is like the fourth pair of Land's End shoes that we've gone through. I'm like, what are you doing to these shoes? <laughs> So we had to just, I had to scotch tape the strap and I was like, you just got to go with this. So sometimes like thoughts like that will pop through my head, like when I'm driving. So instead of me saying micromanaging and saying, okay, I need to go through the bucket or the basket of shoes and see what can we get rid of? Like what's broken? What needs to be replaced? <laughs> what straps need to get tossed? I can just give that to her to do. They're six and a half. They're old enough to be able to do those things. So I'm like, this is not something I need to do. This is something that my kids can do. It fosters independence. It makes them self-sufficient and it takes stuff off of my plate. And so sometimes I think we, as moms, many of us, like to, maybe this is just me, but I'm a micromanager and I like to be in control. And I think if I do it, then it's going to get done the right way. But if anyone else does it, it's not going to happen or it's not going to happen the way I like. <laughs> right. So trying to let go of that a little bit as uncomfortable as it may feel or seem at first, the payoff is so strong because What's the alternative? The alternative is you continue to do it all, do it all, do it all. And you break because you can't do it all. And you're not teaching them independence or exactly. the they need to, I will do that with my kids in the living room or wherever they are in the house. They'll make a mess and something. And I'll just think, okay, I'll just fix it the way I want it. Instead of saying, no, you need to clean up where you were sitting. I know you were enjoying that space, sitting with a book. That's great. But now you need to put it back the way it was when you found it and not leave the book and the shoes and the sweatshirt and whatever else you were using 
next to the spot you were <laughs> reading the book. Exactly. Otherwise, you'll be cleaning up after them when they're 30. <laughs> and your future daughter-in-law or son-in-law will not be very happy. <laughs> so right, planning for them. Yeah, exactly. I love that story about your little girl's shoe. We have meant to order new shoes for our middle guy. One of his shoes has a hole in the toe and the other pair of shoes has a hole in the middle of the foot underneath. We went to the podiatrist and she was looking at his shoes and she said, I think he needs some new shoes. We definitely got caught on that one where we were just procrastinating on like, oh yeah, we'll get you some new shoes. Got to order them. We got to figure out a time to pick them out that you want them. And yeah. Oh, that makes me feel so much better for us. It's always about the shoes in our family. I don't know what it is, but we never have the right shoes, the right size, the right whatever. And I, yeah, it's just shoes are an issue in our house. (laughs) Even when I tried to buy, like I told you, I bought multiple pairs of the same kind. I'm like, all right, I could solve this problem. We'll just get like four. And so we'll cycle through and somehow it just still seems to be an issue. I don't know, but they're the same exact pair that he has. I was hoping the one hole in one of the shoes matched like a the hole in the oh. other. <laughs> we would have like one full pair of shoes and one <laughs> pair of shoes. But he wears through shoes. Another app I was thinking of, I use the notes on my phone all the time. Another one that I have that I love using is called Errands. I don't know that one. It's almost like a folder or something. You can make a folder for each thing. And so I have a folder for each store I need to go to because there are those stores that you think like Marshall's, I need to get some new towels, but I'm not going there anytime soon. So I write down under Marshall's, what do I need? So then when I go to the dollar store, I can look at my list of what things I've written down. So that has been helpful because as a mom, you think of things all the time that you need, but you're not going to run out into each store and get the one specific thing. So true. I can totally see myself getting on board with that app. I wrote it down and I totally relate. That is something where, especially with dollar store, right? There's certain things that you know you're going to need. And it's like, well, I'm going to get that at the dollar store. I'm not going to go and get it at like Amazon and pay three times the cost or whatever. Some of the stuff is just stuff you can only get at the dollar store. So yeah, but you're not like you're going there every day. So I love that. I'm going to try that out. Well, I've also used it for to-do lists or packing lists as far mm. as when you click on it, you can check off the things and then you can either delete that checklist or you can reinstate all the things you checked off. So if wow. my husband uses it as a packing list and he'll check off all the stuff and then instead of deleting the list of all the things he checked off, he just reinstates it so that next time he needs to yes. pack, he can just check those off again. Wow. Kudos to him. That's like one smart cookie. I love that. Yeah. I think he's used it like twice though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he usually packs in like two minutes and I'm... Maybe he doesn't travel all that much, so... Oh, but yes, I've also done like, if I'm thinking about, okay, I'm going to be in the car line. What can I work on in the car line or what can I work yes. on 
on the airplane or over a vacation that I'm going and I know I'm going to have some extra time. I've also used that to list out a list of to-do items or what things. As moms, you think about all these things all the time. You don't have a good way to organize them. I know. And try to figure out all these things. (laughs) Exactly. And I love, I don't know who, where I think maybe an Amy Porterfield episode of one of her podcasts I was listening to is the strategy of like, when you sit down to work and all those thoughts pop into your head of the things you have to do, but you know, you're in your work block, just having a notepad next to you and being able to like have a space to put it down. And then you can focus on your work and not be like, oh, well, I have to pay that bill right now, or I'm going to forget. You just put it on the notepad and you come back to it later. Yes. I have found that that's super helpful. Also, let's say you're in a work block and you're like, okay, I'm going to work for these two hours that my kids are at school. You put your phone on work and then anything else that you think of during that time, you write down on a piece of paper somewhere, and then you go back to it after your block. Exactly. As moms, it's like, yeah, a million tabs open in our brain. As my husband said, you, a woman's brain is more like a computer where you can minimize things, but you can't ever actually close them. <laughs> and his brain is more like he can close all the tabs and he's just thinking about one thing. None of the other things bother him. He can what a gift. delete everything else. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real gift, right? I feel like, as you said, with procrastination, if it's that one thing that you haven't done, or that you need to do, it'll pop up. You've just been able to minimize it, but because you haven't finished the task, it doesn't actually go away. Mm-hmm. And I think for many of us, we can use all these strategies, right? But it doesn't change the thoughts initially popping into your head. Those things are still going to pop up into your head. And it's just having a system or a process for a place to put them. And that's something that we work on in coaching so much. And I'm talking about thoughts like to do tasks, but I'm also talking about those thoughts of, am I enough? Am I failing at this? What am I going to do? And how am I going to do this? Those thoughts, it doesn't mean that coaching is not making those thoughts go away. Coaching is helping you work through those thoughts. What are some ways that you help them work through those? If somebody's like, I'm not enough. I don't feel like I'm doing enough as a mom. I look at all these other moms and see they look great. Their kids are eating super healthy and they're playing all these sports and they're doing well at school. And my kids are screaming and falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm failing as a mom. Uh, So Byron Katie has, I don't know if you know Byron Katie, but she's very, very well known in the field of coaching and mindset work. And one of the things that she teaches is one of the first questions that she asks herself and has her clients ask is, is it true? And so, for example, when a client that I'm coaching is saying like, I don't know if I'm a good enough mom and a good enough boss at the same time. I can be one or the other, but I feel like I can't be both. So it's asking, well, is that true? 
and listening to the answers and talking through and always going deeper. I'm always asking why tell me more. Yes. Is it true? Yes, it's true because, or no, it's true because. And so really digging deeper at what's beneath those thoughts. Is it true? Can you know that it's true? Are you a hundred percent sure that it's true or might it just be a story? So that's one thing that I do. And then I'll also use something coaches will sometimes call the model and it's really just listing out. So identifying the circumstance, the circumstance is a, it's a fact. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's not a thought. It's a fact. So the circumstance is I want to grow my business by 10 X this year. And then the thought, what is the immediate thought that you have? Well, I can't, I'm not good enough. I'm going to fail. So then what is the feeling that you have when you have that thought? The feeling is anxiety. The feeling is failure. The feeling is sadness. The feeling is, and I saying what those feelings are and really identifying them. And then what is the action? Well, the action is I don't try to grow my business 10 X because I know I'm going to fail. And the result is your business doesn't grow. And so then we look at that out on paper and then we say, okay, well, let's think about, we know what the circumstances that you want your business to grow. That thought is not serving you. That thought of, I can't do this is not serving you. So let's change the thought. And so we'll put a new thought in that thought line and work on helping you to believe that thought, to make that thought a belief that you are fully committed to and that you believe in your core. And then getting those feelings, those actions, and those results that you want and that are serving you. That's awesome. I have been through that stepping stone. It is just really weird how you can go back as we've talked about, and it's not identify the circumstance and then action. It's identify the circumstance. What is the thought behind that and that feeling that's driving it? And then Because of that, I think it's sometimes an action that you don't even know that you're taking because of that feeling. It's just, you're not even thinking about procrastination because you don't want to do the taxes. You're just thinking, oh, I don't have time for that right now. Or you're not thinking that you're not believing that you can do something. So you're wondering why it's not working. Why is that happening? Exactly. Why isn't this happening for me? Why isn't that? Yeah, exactly. And being able to be aware, like the first step is being more aware of that. And then once you're aware of it, once you can be an observer of your thoughts, it's really unbelievable the actions that you can take and the results that you can get. That's incredible. So what are some of the success stories or things that have inspired you about your clients that you've been amazed about their results from going through this? I love working with clients because I love celebrating their successes and I love being able to ask questions that really get them thinking and really get them looking at things perhaps in a different way or through a different lens. So I just had a session this morning with a speech pathologist. Many of my clients are speech therapists and they own a private practice. And so she was talking about how when we first started working together, she came to me because she was really unhappy with her business. She was really unhappy in her business. She wasn't enjoying it. She was kind of ready to walk away. And 
a lot of their thoughts behind those feelings were, I need to help every client that walks through my door. And if I don't help them, who will? And I'm feeling incredibly guilty if I can't take on this client. I'm feeling incredibly guilty if I can't do this evaluation. And what was the result of that? The result was that she was burnt out. She was ready to walk away. And so looking at those feelings, the feeling of guilt and changing it, like, okay, you feel guilty because you think that it has to be you that helps. But then what happens is you're not helping anybody because you're not showing up as your best self. And so trying to help her become more aware of those thoughts that were creating those feelings. When I met with her today, we had a session earlier this morning and she had two new referrals And she was talking to me about how she was going to schedule them for evaluations. And I said, listen to you. You're talking to me about how you're going to schedule two evaluations. About a month ago, when we were talking about evaluations, you were like, I don't want to do another evaluation. Oh, how am I going to fit this in? Oh my gosh, a report. It's going to take me forever. And now you're like, it didn't even cross her mind. Those thoughts did not enter her mind because she had really changed a lot and she had worked really hard to get there. So now she was saying this morning, she's like, I just feel so much more calm. She said, I feel more in control. I feel in control of my time. I feel happier. I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. So So really trying to change that mindset of like, I have to do it all. You don't have to do it all. And when you do it all, nobody wins, especially not yourself. She's like the success story that's freshest in my mind because we were just talking earlier this morning. I love that. And the fact that if she would have quit and said, okay, I can't, I'm feeling super stressed out, not even connecting with her feeling, just feeling that she doesn't like her job. She doesn't know why she's just, it's too much. And then being able to backtrack and being like, look at all these people I can help. Exactly. I can't help everybody. I'm not meant to help everybody, but I can help these two new people who I just connected with. Exactly. Excited. Yeah. And being able to put herself on that list of being a priority, like, as we all know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So being okay with like, it's okay to have some time for yourself. (laughs) And I think, that's a necessity, but for women that I work with, they're not going to go overnight from like, Oh, I never prioritize myself to now. This is the first thing I do is prioritize myself. Like that just doesn't happen overnight for most people. So trying to work through the process to get there. And then once they're there realizing that, Oh, by prioritizing rest, by prioritizing my self-worth and my time, I can be that much better at what I do as a mom and as a business owner. That's huge. And I think that's the wisdom that a lot of moms need to be able to hear because they're frustrated with their kids and they're frustrated with their day and they're frustrated with how things are going. But if they would just take a step back and say during nap time or whatever, take a step to just think about things and where you are. Are you pouring into yourself? Are your needs being met? Are you giving yourself time to rest or dream or think about the things that light you up? And you can be so much to your kids, but you don't have to be everything. Totally agree. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) That's where a lot of moms are. I just have that heart for moms. Cause I know I've been there where you, especially as somebody who likes to control everything, you try to control everything and get everything done and you just burn out. You're stretched too thin and there's never any time for you. 
Exactly. And there's always something else that needs to be done. That to-do list, it will never end. Like spoiler alert. (laughs) There's always something else to add. So being able to be okay with stopping. And I love that you mentioned like time to dream. It's just so, I mean, I know so many people that that does, that thought doesn't even cross their mind. And, oh, it's just so fun to be able to do that. So being able to do it and to work through those feelings of guilt that you might initially have so that you can really enjoy it and know that rest is not a reward. It's a right. It's something that we all deserve and that we all need. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's so true. And that's, as we said, what a lot of moms need to hear because if you have so much in your brain and you're wired that way to think about so many things and end up procrastinating or having emotional feelings that you haven't explored or haven't thought through. So then they're affecting your habits and your actions without you knowing, like your client who didn't like her job. And was then suddenly faced with, well, why, why am I not happy right now when my kids are running around crazy? Sometimes it is because you feel out of control that day, but sometimes it's because you didn't give yourself enough energy and rest and patience to be able to roll with things that day and just enjoy them as they are. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I truly believe time is our most valuable resource. And I don't want to look back on this season and think, well, I didn't enjoy my kids when I had them. And now that time has passed. And so that is like the driving force behind what I do for myself and for other moms, because I truly do believe that you can have both. You can have the business and you can have the family and you don't need to choose. You need to make choices, but you don't need to choose one or the other. And so trying to help other moms make decisions on ways that they can have both and enjoy it because once it's gone, it's gone and you can't get it back. Right. You've moved on to a different season that you may or may not have known you were moving on. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh, well, I love this. Where can moms find you so that they can connect if they want to find out more about your coaching program or if they want to listen more? I know they can find you on the Time Tamers podcast, and I'm assuming that's on Apple or anywhere that podcasts are offered. Yes, ma'am. Yep. The Time Tamers podcast. It's just like you said, Apple, Spotify, it's everywhere. (laughs) And then your listeners can also connect with me on Facebook. I have a Facebook group. The Time Tamers is the name of our Facebook group where we just kind of connect on a deeper level on time management strategies and supporting one another as women and moms and business owners. And then my website is www.thetimetamers.com. So it's the timetable, T-H-E. Yeah, T-H-E. Great. Perfect. Well, I'm so excited you could join us today. And I'm sure a lot of moms will be helped and go check it out because I think it's amazing. Thank Thank you, friend. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. If you like my mom's show, please leave a review, post a screenshot in your Instagram stories, and tag her. Pretty please. 
this podcast has blessed you in some way, please leave a review on iTunes. It lights up my heart when I hear how God is using this podcast to help other women too. This is the number one way other women will find this show and be blessed. So please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you and God bless my friend. Thank you.